know, tomahawks. Is that right? What it is? Okay. So, got to 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 Another episode of Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Loreen. Uh, Matt is breathing hella hard, so give me a second. I'm gonna come around and get some introductions. Uh, but this is the curious case of cultural incompetence. And as you've seen at the top of the hour, we got some real idiots in our classrooms, and we're gonna have to talk about that. But before we get to that, let me go around and get some introductions from uh, the team that's assembled today. Let's go ahead and start with Miss Jada. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Glad to be back. My name is Jada, and I am a homeschool junior in the Elk Grove area. Welcome, welcome back, Miss Melissa. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa. I am a 15-year-old sophomore in the Southern California area. Mr. Quinn, that was a bunch of foolishness. That's what it was. I, I, that's all we got. It's a bunch of foolishness. Uh, Samuel, go ahead and introduce yourself, love. Hi, my name is Samuel. Um... I'm homeschool. I'm in fifth grade. Yeah. Uh, and I'm um, 11. Well, welcome back to the party. Um, I'm going to go to Miss Anaya and then I will let the adults introduce themselves. So, Miss Anaya. Hey, everyone. My name is Anaya and I'm currently a junior. Welcome back. We appreciate you being here. Uh, Matt, go ahead and say, what's up? And I oh, keep putting oh. you on. I got, got you that time. <laughs> we in here, baby. It's the kid Matt M16, Grady of M16 and the Full Moon Wolves Band. Well, welcome, good? welcome. We missed you last week. We had, we know, had fun, but I'm glad you're back. I felt Can like we... life wasn't the same without being here. Because every Monday, this is part of my life. Oh, that's what's up. So, and we're glad to have you here. Stuff. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Miss Lisa, go ahead and, and say what's up. <clears throat> Hey guys, I'm Lisa. I um, run the Allies to Abolitionist Support Network here with BYLP. So I'm glad to have Beyonce. And so when when we're talking about this stuff, so you you guys saw this idiot flapping around the classroom like a dog on fish out of water. Um, you saw her. Now that was a math class. And so what I'm trying to understand is, did you guys one could you tell that this was a math class? <laughs> Because 
I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, could you tell this was a math class and apparently this was a math no. lesson? Uh, there's not even there's happening. not even an excuse to say she was using it to spice up the curriculum because like I both of my parents were school teachers and anyone indigenous out there I am totally sorry that you had to see some crap like that uh Samuel did, could you tell it was a math class no my mom had to tell me it was a math class I'm like this is a math class I would expect it from a social studies class because like or a history class, but a math class, what does this have to do with anything with math? You should be doing like trigonometry and stuff, not- Sam, who raised this lady? <laughs> not being racist to indigenous people, huh? Uh, Jada. <laughs> I, remember, I remember scrolling and seeing this on social media and at first I was like, is this a history lesson? Like what is, what's hap what does she have on the board? And she's just running around like doing the most. It was mind blowing. I was like, what is happening? I was still trying to contemplate what was happening. I even saw in the video, some students were embarrassed. Like the one white girl put her head down. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening, bro? Melissa. <laughs> the white girl said she did not speak for me. <laughs> if I was in my class, I probably would have walked out. I didn't know it was a math class until you just said that. I thought it was like a history or social studies class, like Sam said. She was doing the most for no reason. I, I'm not saying I would have understood if it was a history class, but it would have made more sense if she was being racist in a history class. How does that fit into the multiplication, addition, subtraction that we're doing in math class? How? Mm. Why? Uh, I'm at a loss, honestly. Miss Anaya. The only thing math related was Sokotoa. That she was, the yeah. thing she was screaming out. Uh -huh. Sokotoa, that's the only thing math related. Tell, now tell us why that's math related because I did read an article that that's used that as a justification for why she was hopping around like a fool. Um, what is Sokotoa? Do you know? It's a math strategy. You don't I know. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you use it in trigonometry. But to use it as an Indian kind of chant was kind of yeah, insensitive, very was, insensitive. Because what if she did? A, what if she did a blackface thing or something for a white face? So why doesn't it matter? Well, they like, they reserve that for Black History that. Month. They reserve that for Black History Month. Let's be so clear. So either way, disrespect is disrespect. I don't care if you're orange, green, yellow, or whatever. Respect culture. Period. It doesn't matter where you're from. Like it's common yeah. sense. Who raised you? Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Uh, so I had just seen it. I had scrolled through too. I didn't hear it until um, today with you, Lorraine, and my mouth dropped. I was like, because I thought, it's, okay, maybe a history, but still, even then, it's it's not acceptable, right? But maybe more more so in a history class, but not a math class. My mouth literally dropped. Um, these are my people. Just like amaze me sometimes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not associated with those people, y'all. <laughs> so this is the thing, right? When we're, talking about, when, we're, when we're talking about cultural incompetence, right? Do they go through some type of training or any type of... Because, uh, Matt, you asked about in school and in, in uh, college when they're talking about becoming teachers, what are they being taught? Because this, I mean, normally we see this type of foolishness during Black History Month where they come out with all these culturally insensitive assignments. Um, this one just happened to deal with another group. And what I'm noticing is this this one is getting a whole lot more Not attention. only what it being taught, who raised these people? It's like, you have to actually teach them, hey, as you go out into America, I know you're an adult, but we want to retrain you as an adult. You're going to see different types of people. It's probably not a good idea. Like, I don't, maybe to us, it's common sense right here on this podcast. So there's there's no, even though it should be common sense, there's no formal training or videos that they watch to say, okay, you know, this is America. There are, this is a culturally diverse place. Uh, so it makes it I, seem like if that's not the case, then what is this school system that we have designed to cater to then? I think it's more to some mental illness maybe going on, some uh, pills. Like, you know, it's like there's something deeper. I I, I don't know well, if there's even a sound mind to 
differentiate what is acceptable and what is not to a certain point. Because she and went on for quite some time with that. That was a long time. Yeah. And those were edited videos from somebody else. Lorene did. I would have done a better job editing. I just didn't have en enough time. And then she was but sitting on the desk. And then it just was very awkward too. and uncomfortable. It, it was not okay. So, this but, they, but they remain anymore. employed, right? They remain employed and our children have to be subjected to this. You saw them, babies. True. And you're right, Miss Tawana. They were embarrassed for her. They were like, what the heck did we walk into and why? Uh, and, and what you will see is that this is happening. This is just a, 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 a example of something that was taped, right? Because they tell y'all you can't use your phones during the, during the school period, right? So it's just like if somebody wouldn't have got this on tape and they tried to go home and explain it to mom or dad, would somebody have believed them? And that's, that's what we need to get to. Um, so I have this uh, other story that I want you guys to take a look at and we'll get some reaction. This KKK costume worn by a student at Pittsburgh High School on Wednesday has been confiscated, according to a note from the school principal that went out to all parents. Other students, though, very upset over what they witnessed at school and saw in this photo. I was surprised like how the, how the principal or like none of the like security agents like didn't stop them or anything like that. Students tell us there was a costume contest at lunch on Wednesday, and that is the day the costume was worn. In a note that went out to parents Thursday, the principal says the student in the Ku Klux Klan costume admitted to wearing it on a dare. Even if it was a dare, because that's still disrespectful to, to all, like, you know, to our kind and stuff, you know, and our kind, that's still disrespectful. According to the principal's note, the student wore the costume through four periods without being told to take it off. It's believed he wore the costume during certain times and not during class. Why would you let somebody come to school, walk around all day like that? The note to parents says the student in the costume has been, quote, assigned consequences. He will participate in the school's restorative justice process to learn how his actions have impacted and harmed others. And in that process will help repair harm he has caused. Some we spoke with believe stronger disciplinary measures should be taken here. He should be expelled. No comment. I'm just saying it, it is what it is. He shouldn't as disrespectful to, to everybody. Now, I did reach out to the principal and the superintendent to get their take on all of this, but have yet to hear back. Reporting in Pittsburgh, J.R. Stone, ABC 7 News. <laughs> Anaya, I saw your face moving <laughs> when yeah. it was. <laughs> I shed some tears. I started crying because that's scary. Like, that is so scary. Like, even I'm just seeing it on film and that's scary. Like, imagine, imagine how scary it is for those kids, like, at school. Like, if I have this reaction, it's just, like, I'm hearing the story. Like, imagine, imagine how those kids felt. And, like, why wasn't he taken off of campus? How did he make it through four periods of class? That's unacceptable. Uh, him Sam. making, him make, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Samuel? What? It's bad enough that he wore the costume in the first place, and but he doesn't get he doesn't get told to take it off, or even get kicked out of, or even get sent to the principal's office, kicked out of school for four periods. How do you how do you allow that to happen? Teachers and administrators walk through the hallways all the time between periods. So how how do you let that happen? Uh, Melissa, <laughs> I think it's interesting how there are pages and pages of rules when Halloween comes up of you can't bring weapons and you can't wear bandanas because they're gang related, but they let a white kid walk in with the KKK costume. His parents let him leave the house with the KKK costume. So I just, and like Sam said, there are administrators walking through the hallway and they will be quick to stop a black student wearing a bandana. They did that to one of my friends in middle school, told her she needed to take it off because it was gang related. Right. And so they'll be quick to stop you for that, but let him walk around for four periods. That's like half the day, depending on what kind of school, how your school is structured. That's half the day. And you're able to walk through school like that. And no one said anything. And there are consequences that are gonna be given to him. What are those consequences? I wanna know. 
Well, you know, they normally say they can't tell you what the consequences are going to be. But I, then I heard restorative practices to re, to talk about how his actions impacted other people. They don't need restorative practices like that. There is a whole history. Oh, I'm sorry. They don't want you to teach it. They don't want you to teach it. So how, how I agree with you, Sam. How, how did it happen? Jada, you got something to add? And then we'll go to the adults. It's just crazy to me how, you know, there's a dress code for females. You can walk in with like a spaghetti strap or a crop top and they'll immediately be like, oh, you have to go change or you have to go do this. But you let him walk around all day in a KKK outfit. And about the whole restorative practices thing, there are black students who will do stuff and get expelled or get suspended. But immediately. he oh, no restorative practice, restorative practice for a KKK outfit. And why did he think that was funny? It's not funny. They literally terrorized black people. There's a whole history about it, like you said, but it's crazy. That is just crazy to me. Matt. <laughs> Matt. See, what I was gonna let that I was gonna let that boy have it. <laughs> but I'll say this before I actually say the serious part. One thing is you could tell he really wasn't with that kind of smoke because he knew when and when not to wear it. The sad mm -hmm. thing is for this young man, he won't born with that. You can't be born with that. That has to be taught. It has to be shown. Um, I would not accept that around my sons or daughters. And I wouldn't expect them to had they got suspended for knocking him out. But also, bear with me here, for understanding also this young man, that's still also a child and a young man who is being taught and showed that. Like I said, that boy won't born Oh, KKK this. Somebody's showing him that. And unfortunate and shame on the adult who is leading him to do that because he needs to be sitting down and shown hidden colors. He needs to be, he's, like you said, the history is already there for him to know. But we're not going to excuse him because, like they, like I'm, they hold accountability needs to go up. Accountability needs to go upward, right. too. Starting with him. With him. He knew better. We're not going to absolve this child to, to say that he didn't know what he was doing. It was absolutely deliberate. He, he said that he did it on a dare, right? And then they gave him the option of restorative practices, which is what we've been advocating for them to do for black students instead of expelling them and, and suspending them at the race that they are. All what of is sudden, the details of this consequence? What does this all mean? All of a sudden, yeah, I don't, I don't subscribe. All of a sudden, they know how to do restorative practices. Nah. So what does that Lisa, mean? Write a couple sentences to say I'm sorry. What that? What does that even mean? Normally, what they do is they bring that child and and offended children into a room and they have a conversation. But the but my thing is this goes beyond. This is hate. This is related to hate speech. This is related to hate crimes. These these this history with the KKK. I'm but a young black him. girl can jump at somebody and almost get expelled. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Lisa. Yeah. So um, he should definitely be expelled. No restorative practice here. He knew exactly what he was doing. You know that this is not appropriate behavior. And yes, I agree. He's, he's clearly taught it at home because he was able to walk out of his house. Right. That he didn't buy that. Right. So um this is this is common theme for that household but it doesn't excuse him i'm tired of because our, we see our black students getting thrown the book at for minor things just what happened last week at consumeness are you serious you're stopping them because of what staff is saying you look like that the that's that's a suspect is no our children are being traumatized it's unacceptable no forget the restorative practice in this case Right. And you're right. We've been trying to get restorative practices for our students for how long? Every board meeting we go to, every um, equality, every meeting that we try to have with all these school districts, and they they never come to the conclusion of the real issue. The real issue is that our kids are being targeted. They're being harassed. They're being picked on. I'm, no, it's unacceptable. So no restorative practice. He should be expelled. Forget that. 100%. <laughs> and y'all already know how I feel about the way in which discipline is meted out to Black children. The fact that he was given the benefit of the doubt is a huge problem for me. Um, and, and it should be a huge problem for everybody else. 
There is no equity in discipline practices, and they always want to, to believe the best about students who reflect them and the worst about students who look like me. And we got to talk about that. And you know but, how they try to put records and stuff to notes on you with your children? Why can't he get um, known for terrorist-like tendencies? Because he looks like them. What That's happened what? if Sam went to school with a BLM hat on? I bet you he would have got sent home. And the, the hat would have been confiscated. And he probably would have been suspended. I don't know. They, you know, because a lot of times discipline is at the discretion of the administration team. So we can't even, Natomis, I'm talking to you. We can't even get a complete uh, rubric of how discipline goes in that district because they said it's discretionary and they can basically do what they want to do or how they feel. They can they can react and respond in that way. And it's unacceptable. And that's why they're on my list. But check this out. I got another one for you. Disturbing video circulating online appears to show two students from Yulee High School using racial slurs. And you can see one of the boys wearing a white hood in the clip. According to parents, the video was sent via social media to several black students at the school. News for Jack's reporter Joe McLean spoke to parents who tell us they are outraged over this. Joe is joining us live from Yulee High School's campus tonight. Joe, some students were suspended over the video, but not the ones who made it. Right, the group of black students who received this video from one of their classmates confronted the st two students who appeared in it. Because of that confrontation, parents say those black students were suspended for five days, but the students who appeared in the video were not suspended. Parents say this is incredibly unfair, and students now are planning a protest, starting with tonight's homecoming football game. You see, is, is that, it, it's a this is the video that's sparking outrage in Nassau County. Parents say it was sent via Snapchat to several black students at Yulee High School, some of whom play football for the school. The recipients who confronted the senders of the video were suspended for five days. The white students in the video were not suspended, and parents tell me they're furious. This parent of a Yulee High School student asked to remain anonymous. It's disgusting, um, and the fact that this kid that made this vile, nasty, distasteful video is still walking around campus while you have kids who confronted him to defend themselves sitting at home is two thirds of the problem. Trakethia Jackson's son plays on the Yulee High School football team. I just was flabbergasted. I couldn't, I'm like, are you serious? She said the team was planning to refuse to play tonight's home game against Bradford County in protest over the school and district's response to the video, or lack of which. These parents really need to start talking to their children about being respectable to others, regardless of who they are or what they are. You respect anybody. The district sent News for Jacks this statement. The district was made aware of a video that was recorded this summer, but just recently sent on Snapchat to several Yulee High School students. The video contained racial slurs and images. It resulted in a physical altercation involving several students. Disciplinary actions consistent with the district's code of conduct have been given to students involved in the altercation and in sending the Snapchat video. The district about 30 minutes ago sent another statement admonishing what is in the video. Um, the district spokesperson said the student who sent that Snapchat video out was not one of the two students who appeared in it. That student that sent the video was disciplined, he said. Uh, also, the team uh, was planning that protest to sit out of the football game tonight, but we're told by parents that the principal informed the team anybody who doesn't participate in the game tonight will forfeit the rest of their season. More coverage on this coming up at 6. Reporting live, I'm Joe McLean, Channel 4, The Local Station. <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because the audacity. So I come to school. Wait, first, somebody sends me something via social media. I come to school to talk to the people who appeared in the video. I'm suspended for five days. The team says, hey, we're going to sit out. They say, if you sit out, you forfeit the rest of your season. What say oh, you? Forget that season, man. It's just stupidity on top of on top of stupidity like if if at this point you can't see how racist this is then you're just like you, you don't have a brain like you you 
This school should be asked one question. Do you support that video or do you not? There's only mm. one answer to that. Well, you said one, yeah. but you got up two fingers. <laughs> In two response, There's only one answer. In their response, they clearly do. Yeah. Your yeah. actions speak louder than your words. They were. And to pull the whole season out because people are standing up against this injustice, how are you going to suspend the victims of this for five days? It's no. They Someone needs to mistake. amplify that that school supports that message, and maybe then their temperature will change. But this isn't and new. This is all. Of the, I mean, can you show me a school that isn't behind this? We we're, we fight for students on the daily, right? I mean, we're getting complaints constantly. How many have we had just this year in Outgrove Unified? They're number one in the state for highest discipline, uh, disproportionate discipline record. Um, so <laughs> this is common ground, right? So it's like, show me a school that doesn't stand behind these messages. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sam? Sam? It's just, it's just like, Wow, like it. I I like to say this. It it. I want equality in two ways: either equality in cruelty, which everybody gets the same punishment, no no matter like, uh, like black people go to jail for basically doing nothing. Okay, white people go to jail for basically doing nothing. If 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 you want to play that game, and then there's equality and freedom where. Uh, a white person's, uh, like, all their benefits are handed to black people. So mm. you can't try to try to not give both. Like, you like to, like to give, like, bits and pieces, like, we do this. We want equality. And then this happens. And then you do nothing. Hmm. Yeah. Melissa? This is bullying. Yeah, I agree. I want to know their anti-bullying policies because I know some schools. This is yeah, this is not this is not right at all. I want to know their policies. Mm, Jada, in my opinion, this isn't bullying. This is terrorism because it's like you're representing a group of terrorists who ter who terrorize black people specifically, and you think it's okay, and then you want to tell people who actually support the cause of I'm forfeiting the season if you guys don't fix your actions, instead of having them forget the forfeited season, but they should be the ones getting the season, their season should be over. They should be expelled. Like, and people have the audacity to be like, white privilege, I don't see it. Explain it to me, explain it to me. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. I. I <sighs> It blows my mind that we're constantly asking you all as young people to negotiate this treatment and to make sense of it while the adults in charge, all of them need to be removed at that school, uh, while the adults in charge continue to victimize students who don't look like them. And we're constantly asking you all, you know, go to school, don't embarrass me, you know, do what, you, do what you're supposed to do, be respectful to these teachers and these administrators and these teachers are disrespectful. I'm, I'm about matching that energy. You gonna be disrespectful? Y'all don't be disrespectful as kids, but you have to come and get an adult who can come in and match that energy because they can harm you with the pen, right? That pen will, will affect your future academic goals, right? And so we can't put that on you any longer to protect yourselves. Parents, I need y'all to wake up and start to pull your kids from these institutions that are not serving them. Period. That's what needs to happen. They're going to feel stupid when we start really incorporating and opening up institutions. Well, that's a whole nother thing, but we can do that. First you order don't of even business, have to do that. Africa is really called a kibulon, my young black children. Well, we, we talked about knowing your history last, last week. Um, but I think, and, and I think that you don't have to, at this point, you don't have to wait for us to open our own institutions. You can go and you can get a private school affidavit from the California Department of Education and you can 
homeschool, register your, your home as a school right now. You don't have to wait. So we have to have that conversation in terms of how our children are being impacted and the amount of trauma that they are going through as they're trying to develop into autonomous, more autonomous and, and, and responsible human beings, right? Um, unfortunately, last week, we're going to switch gears. Last week on Friday, we had an incident um, that happened at one of the local high schools here in uh, Elk Grove, California. Um, it's called Consumness Oaks. Now, before I bring on our next guests, um, that they're going to join this conversation. Before I bring them on, I want to tell you about the conversations that um, we uh, were privy to. So around, I don't know, 10 or 11 o'clock, I received a phone call. They said, you know, I don't know if this is on your radar, but Consumness Oaks is on lockdown. They are pulling every black male 5'7 out of class based on some anonymous tip um, that was given. We then received a phone call from a parent of a cheerleader who said that she was traumatized watching her friends be escorted out um, by deputies during the class period. Um, right now, I would submit to this community that we have to do more to undergird our young people when they face uh, traumatic experiences. So Lisa, before I bring on um, the guests, um, I want to, you did some groundwork, some legwork this morning um, in picking up the 911 dispatch report. Can you kind of tell us about the conversation um, that you had with those folks uh, in trying to get this information? So first of all, they couldn't give me any information because I am not the parent of a, anybody that, whose name is not on the report. And I said, okay, so I need to find out who these victims were. And they said they're not considered victims because they were the suspects. They were the suspects by um, by what the staff had said. They were described. They they the staff described who these students were. Right. So this is the same district I was just talking about that is number one in California. Um, who we've gone to board. Miss Lorraine, you've been going to board meetings for three and a half years. I'm you know fairly new last year. Um, joining you at those board meetings, being at meeting after meeting, trying to come to some conclusion to um, work on these issues, right, um, of what they're subjecting our students to day in and day out, right, the implicit bias, blatant racism. Um, I've written several stories for the El Grove Tribune on these, on, on the school district, um, and they don't seem to want to come to any any resolution, right? It's not their mm -hmm. top priority. They say they do, but they, they don't. Um, they've made blatant lies against you. And it's from top down, right? It's the superintendent down, right? So of course their staff is going to be the same way. Um, but I was appalled that they could not, that they were calling these students who are traumatized, who can't sleep at night, who are scared to go back to school, who were walked down the halls by eight police officers. Tell me why one young black male needs eight police officers are you serious? That is, it's sickening, right? And just to know that he had the wrong color backpack anyways. So he, they were holding him for no reason at all. And so you're talking, hold on, hold on. So you're talking specifically about our next guest and Jada, you can kind of bring right. them on. Um, but you're talking specifically about the next guest. But what I would want to tell everybody is he was not the only one pulled out. No. And because their names are not written in the report or on this uh, particular report that we have access to, uh, we cannot get a copy. Uh, the parents of this young man, if his name is not in the report, they can't get a copy because these young people are not seen They're as suspects. victims. They're as suspects. So, and they are victims, Terry. Right. And we need to talk about that. So um, I will bring them up. I'm going to move them up here to Matt so we can kind of focus on them real quick. Um, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? And I, I one, I want to tell you, thank you for coming because I know um, you were traumatized on Friday. Um, so we, we want to acknowledge that. Um, I don't want you to speak about things that you don't want to speak about, but I want to make this situation real to the people who maybe did not experience it or maybe 
because you experienced it and there are other black boys like you, can you kind of one, introduce yourself and tell us kind of how you're feeling today? And then we will go on. I will ask you some, some questions just to kind of lead you on. Do you see uh, the unmute? Yeah, we are, we, you're unmuted now. So okay. can you go ahead and introduce yourself, Lovebug? Uh, my name is Jalen Flynn. Um, I'm 15 years old. I go to Consumer Service High School. Um, Before you tell me what happened, I want to know how you're feeling today. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little bit better today. Uh, uh-huh. I still think about it sometimes. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit better today. Okay. And so when they came, um, so you tell us what what um, started the, how were you guys notified that there was a lockdown on campus? Um, about 10 to 15 minutes into during my second period class, uh, mm-hmm. our, our principal made an announcement that we were in a level three lockdown. Um, so some kids in the class were a little bit scared. I was a little bit nervous, so I texted my mom, let her know what's happening. Uh, our teacher uh, didn't really know where a level three lockdown was as well, so he looked it up for us on Google. And, and so, what did it say? What did it say? Um, it's just like it's one of the more serious lockdowns in that there's an active shooter on campus. Oh, so an active shooter. So it means there needs to be locked doors. Uh, Lock uh, all windows are closed, blinds are closed, and um, students are quiet. So, okay. um, our teacher was trying to keep us mainly calm as possible. So, uh-huh. we were in the most safe building because it was our digital meets building. So, he um, locked all the doors except for one door that he couldn't lock, and then everything else was dark. So, around I'm just getting information about my from my uh, teammates and and classmates that what's going on, what what could possibly be going on. So mm-hmm. I'm hearing that some say that it's a five seven black male that is that has a gun. Some say that it's some people that have a red backpack on. And others say it might be a six two male. So it's a lot of different information going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the midst of that's probably like 30, 40 minutes going by. And I heard that the SWAT team was outside. So I'm midway texting my mom that there's is the SWAT team outside. Is it mm-hmm. what's going on? And while I'm texting her, um, our classroom door gets open. So at first, I was kind of scared. I was like, maybe that's the shooter. Until the police walked in, and then they called my name. And when they called my name, I was, I was like, a little bit terrified. In a sense, yeah. like, I don't know why they're calling my name specifically. They called my whole name. They said, we're looking for Jalen Flinnery. So I standed up. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, like, my mom was able to get me out of class like I'm about to go home like I, oh. I know my mom was able to do some things to come get come get me so mm-hmm. when they're walking towards me they walk towards my desk they uh they see that I have no backpack and so they ask the question uh where's your backpack uh I told them that I live I left it in my first period class because I don't mm-hmm. need it for my classes it was all with all my football back and then I asked him the question um Am I going home? Is my mom coming to get me? And he didn't answer my question. He repeated the same question, where's your backpack? So I I said that it's in the far left building. And then he uh he said, all right, please walk outside with me. So I'm walking outside, still thinking like I might be getting picked up or I'm still leaving. And right when I walk outside, I get surrounded by seven officers in like a little circle. And then... um. The officer uh, came behind me. He said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, search you. And he put my hands behind my back. And um, at that moment, I was, like, scared for my life. Like, I didn't even know what was going to happen at that next moment. He uh, searched me down, asked if I had a weapon on me. I said, no. He asked what color my backpack was. I said, gray. And then right when he asked me that question, it was like everything was okay. Like, they... They weren't trying to, I felt like intimidated because they were trying to scare me or something. And right when they asked me that question, they they all seemed like everything was okay. So he mm-hmm. said, we can go back to class. Then I'm walking back to class. And uh, one of the, one black officer, he saw my hoodie and said LSU. And he was like, that's what college you want to go to? And I said, yes. And he was like, right on. And I'm walking back to my seat. Um, I was embarrassed, 
everyone was just staring at me. Uh, mm-hmm. I was scared. For, I was really scared. I was angry. Yeah. Because that just happened to me. Um, I felt like I had no type of power or situation. And they just like, they try to, they try to make an example out of me. Just because yeah. I'm an athlete at the school. And that, that's to show that, that they're not playing around in that situation. But mm-hmm. I really felt like I was used as an example. Yeah. So let me ask you this. And I see, um, I, I have this 911 call um, that was reported. And at first, it looks like a student, black male, juvenile, 5657, gray sweats, white shirt. What were you wearing that day? Um, it was football day. So I was wearing my uh, brown khaki pants, my black shoes. Uh, I had my gray backpack on, but I didn't have it on during that time period anyway. And then I had a black okay. LSU hoodie, and then over my shoulder I had my jersey. Okay. And then it goes on. It's a different description. Black male juvenile, black jacket, white shirt, gray pants, red backpack, darker complexion. And then the description is updated again. Black male juvenile, black hoodie, fleece, with zipper open. Did you, Was it a pullover or did it have a zipper? It had no zipper. It was just a regular hoodie with two strings. Okay. And then it says uh, white shirt. Did you have on a white shirt? I'm sorry. Say that again. No? No. No white shirt? No. It says dark mask, dark skin, hoodie half on his head, twisties fro. So I'm assuming the, the hair that you have is considered a twisties fro. Do you have twisties? Uh, I guess. You guess? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Baggy gray sweats. Gun in left side. Gun is semi-black automatic. Um, and then it says that the person. Do you have? Do you recall um, any of your friends that day who may have had a color comic book print jacket on? Uh, not that I remember. You know, and I'm I'm just I'm just reading what we're seeing, right? Because this was the justification for them to go in and pull out black males from class. And then this deputy took a statement from a witness. He said he saw uh suspect one who is listed as uh I'm not gonna say his name, but suspect one with four other males. He was near the teacher's restroom in the HP building. He said he saw suspect one lift his shirt and it showed a black semi-automatic handgun pistol grip back of side i don't know what the hell any of that means don't care um but i'm noticing you're not listed as suspect one but they came and tormented you anyway and then they keep talking about checking cameras so let me ask you something when when folks uh when they came into your classroom were you under a desk? How, were you sitting at the desk? Like how how did they come into the class? Um, I was. We were all sitting on our desk. Okay, so everybody was sitting down. Yes. Um, when he approached you, you said he came in and he asked for you by name. Yes. So I stand up. Right next. Okay. To so I'm as a as a an adult. I'm trying to figure out how they got your name and where they got it. And so, Mom, just so you know, it said, uh, I'm, I'm just going to read what the report says. It says, possible four names given by staff. So there are some staff on that campus who are releasing the names of students to law enforcement to follow up on this, uh, this incident that didn't yield any results. Um, there were no guns found anywhere on campus. But now we have a bunch of traumatized black males left in the wake of this foolishness, and they're not listed as victims in the report. So, Mom, uh, when when your son um, was texting you, what was kind of going through your mind? Did you have a, a grasp on kind of what the situation was, or or what what was going through your mind? Um, well, we had already experienced on Monday and Tuesday, there was some Instagram posts that had been going around that of some student that was supposedly wanting to shoot up the school. Um, so mm-hmm. on Monday, you know, after I dropped him off and I was talking to the administration, I turned right back around to pick him up. You know, there was a lot of concern about, I don't want to be that parent 
where, you know, there is an active shooter and my son is gone, you know, because I didn't protect him. Um, so he did stay out of school on Monday, subsequently went back on, on Tuesday, but there was police presence on Tuesday. So when he actually texted me and said, mom, I think it's real, we're on a lockdown, you know, of course, I'm almost in a panic, you know, I was in the middle of working from home. I just pretty much left everything, computer, you know, text my coworker, I'm not gonna be able to complete the training and I'm on my way to get my son. And during that time, I actually had another parent who was texting me simultaneously to say, hey, you know, the school is on a lockdown. There are parents here on the campus. And then she began to text me descriptions and updates of, you know, the police are here, there's a helicopter here. SWAT supposedly was there as well. So from the time it mm. takes for me to get to that side of Elk Grove to get to them, you know, I'm in fear. You know, I'm, I'm crying. I'm like, you know, just praying that, you know, everybody's kids is safe. Right. And by the time I get to campus and park and I'm getting out of the car, he's calling me to tell me that they searched him. And it was unbelievable. Why would yeah. you be searching my son? Even based on the description of what they had as far as clothing, he didn't meet that description. I'm like, where was the teacher at? You know, when they pulled him out of class, the teacher didn't even know he was on the phone with the principal. So my concern is what, how safe are they? If someone can yeah. come into class and, and take him out, they didn't make any announcements, they didn't say anything. And all of the other yeah. kids are watching this. Another student recorded it. And mm. at the same time, his father is getting a phone call from someone saying, hey, did Jalen get arrested? Because now this video is circulating and my son being escorted out by eight police officers. Wow. I'm beyond furious. They didn't and give us any information. We stood out there for hours and there was no mm. updates about what was going on. And slowly but surely, parents are getting these text messages from students in the classroom saying this person got pulled out. Another parent said that they had a couple of students that were outside that were on the ground. And... You know, I've grown up in the Sacramento area. I went to Elk Grove High School, I mean, to um, an Elk Grove High School in the area. And so I know how people are treated of color. This is not new to us, but that's mm -hmm. the reason why we moved to the suburbs. That's the reason why we're not in specific communities because we expect for our children to grow up better than we did. And when the time came for them to lift the lockdown, they basically said the school was gonna go back to normal. We'll just follow a different schedule. What do you mean? All these parents are out here wanting to see their children. How can you just go back to school like it's normal? Cause it was staged. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. So after <sighs> he complained and was like, no, you're gonna release our, our kids. They decided mm -hmm. to release all the students. But in the meantime, one of the officers says, oh, we will take questions. Oh, you will? Great, because I have a lot for you. Tell me what your process mm. is when you have a lockdown. Tell right. me why was it that these people were able to come into the classroom and the teacher was not aware? Exactly. Tell me why the teacher didn't know what a level three lockdown was. That's my we question. Active shooter training at our jobs. Tell they, me bought, they didn't follow the Alice code. Do y'all know what the Alice drill is? No, I'm not Alice, Alice means alert, lockdown, inform, counter, evacuate. So when an active shooter is present, it is not supposed to take place until it's actually known that they're there or highly suspected. Then once then you follow the Alice drill, the Alice acronym stands for alert, lo um, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. So also just like the run, hot fight, you are not to open any doors or come out authorized by any adult or authority or anyone until you have lockdown, assess the situation, counter, and evacuate it. So the fact that they even came and opened a door, if there was a level three lockdown and active shooter there was already the red flag that something unorthodox and something out of um, protocol is happening here. And then also if I have a suspicion of a shooter of a suspicion of a description, then I am going to once again lock down and do countermeasures for the school, but I got a whole list of black boys. Second red flag. Mm. So if you ask him, why are you guys not following the Alice procedure? OSHA doesn't 
require that you do it, but they recommend. And the Alice procedure is for schools and also for military. Go look it up on Google. They didn't do anything in the Alice procedure. They actually endangered wow. children. So yeah, they did. Child endangerment one. If there was actually an active shooter um, concern there, which I don't think from staff or whoever involved is the real concern. Then also that letter sounds like a middle-aged white man's fucking. I mean, excuse me, handwriting and terminology. Because I don't know another student is going to say it was a semi-automatic on the left side. That sounds right. too technically yeah, technically described. And me and my my me and a couple of niggas is going to come bust a cap. Well, I didn't, I didn't read that yet. I didn't read that yet. So that was the social media post. You talk, you conflating some th some stuff, and that's fine because we'll get to it. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the other kids that are on here. I don't know if you know about the social media post that um, Jalen's mom was referring to, but I want to read it to you real quick um, because there were multiple red flags that came up when reading this. So let me read it to you really quick. It says, "Hey." Me and couple niggas going to bring guns to school and cough on some people tomorrow or Tuesday at Consumnist Oaks. Don't come to school this week just to be safe. We going to be five bodies deep. That to me sounds like a suspect and his four friends. Just so y'all know, I'm, I'm making some connections here. Um, we're going to be five bodies deep or more, hopefully. We done with all this mask wearing and COVID, and he, he uses it as an explicitive. So we're going to show these sleepy, biting, loving efforts that us patriots done with this tyranny. First of all, black people don't talk like that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. Not like black people. I'm like nowhere. Hold on, I'm not done. Let me finish reading. Let me finish reading. We pulling up after eight. So when everyone going, the grammar is horrible, go into class or we just go in to shoot up the whole school and whoever tries to stop us. If you want to join us, meet us at in the back parking lot in front of the school. So meet us in the back parking lot in front of the school at 745 tomorrow. So I don't know about y'all, but I had a couple of red flags going up because I've seen multiple videos of people coughing on people and it's never people who look like me. Um, I don't know about all these uh, Biden lovers that they're, that they're speaking about. Um, I'm confused by that. Um, I don't know about who, which one of us uses tyranny and patriot in the same post. I've never used the word patriot in anything that I've produced. Um, I've never used the word tyranny either. Me neither. So um, those are not, like Joel said, those are not our, that's not our language and it's not our issues. Mm -hmm. So they use this post to justify what happened on Friday. This is what I'm believing just based on what I'm hearing. Um, also, Lisa, you brought up a really good um, point. 66% of school shooters are non-melanated. They're white people. White. White males. So why weren't they pulling out white males exactly from class? Like, we have to have that conversation, y'all. So, Jalen, um, how has this affected you? Tell us, because people want to make it like, oh, well, you know, nobody got arrested. No harm, no foul, right? You know, we're over it. So tell us how this has affected you personally. Tell us about uh, it. Personally, I'm hurt. Um, I keep waking up at night. Like yesterday, I woke up in the morning. That's all I dream about. Uh, is just thinking how the situation went. And every time I replay this, the same situation and me getting my hands behind my back and um, them searching me down, like sometimes tears come down my face. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm really hurt by the situation. Yeah. Did you expect did you expect the adults on your campus to protect you? Yes. Did they? No. Did anybody apologize to you? Uh just my principal and my first and my teacher. How can um how can people support you now? What can we do for you? Oh, um, just a fight. So this will never happen to anyone else. Um, 
they can't, I can't take back, they can't take back what happened to me, but we can help make sure this don't happen to nobody else. Um, Are um, you aware of any of your, your friends that this also happened to? Are you, do you know other black boys on your campus that this happened to? On I, heard, I heard that it was two other people that I may know. I have to clarify with them if that actually happened to them, but I it possibly may be two more that look just like me. Okay. And so you want people to, to fight. What type of, of, uh, things do you want to be besides, you know, making sure this not happen because, you know, we don't want any of our students pulled out of class by eight deputies ever, or was it SWAT? Was it eight deputies or was it the SWAT team? Deputies. Okay. So, um, and I haven't seen the video. I hope somebody will send it to me. Um, so we don't ever want that to happen. So how can we, as the adults in this community, um, how can we start to figure out how to best, um, support the students that encountered this? Um, because you're saying that nobody, except for your principal, uh, uh, sorry, doesn't get it. It doesn't cut it right because the, the damage is done. Um, but we want to know how we can, um, better support you. Um, in as an individual, and then those folks who experience this collectively. So, what can we put into place for that? Because we already know your administrators and your, and your district does not want us on your campus, right? So, what can we do? Um, I guess just come with ways. Well, for me, um, supporting me is just 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 keeping my head up, making sure I'm. I'm okay and and making sure that that I get past this moment don't let me affect me um, mm -hmm. my dreams and everything I want to accomplish and for everyone else just to imply ways and rules that support us um, it seems like there's no rules to support us and what do you mean be more specific because people will say they don't know what you're talking about so when you say rules to support us who is us um people just like me, people that have- Are you talking about black, black people, black, black boys? Black people, okay. black boys, black girls. Um, okay. Support them in ways like, they won't, they don't, they won't have to be judged or feel pressured by, by, by teachers or, or police officers. And they, they have the confidence that the school will be, make sure they're safe. That okay. they, that they should feel safe going to school and knowing that the teachers will make sure that everything will be okay. Now, let me ask you something. When they pulled you out of class, did they Mirandize you? Did they tell you, tell you you have the right to remain silent? Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law? No. So <laughs> that's another problem. Um, I hope you did not write a statement for anybody. No. I hope that... Um, you will you and your family will allow us to support you um we will be offering a chance for anybody who was affected at consumer soaks that day to come into our office and kind of meet with our uh, mental health uh um, first aiders here um, we also want to open up the opportunity um, to take you all out of this environment and take you to camp with us uh, november 12th through the 14th free of charge to you all because i think that what we've been trying to do is is provide spaces where black children can just be free from the trauma, to, the trauma, free from um, the the discrimination, free from all these things. And it just absolutely infuriates me um, that you had to experience this and we are going to fight hundred um, percent. I'm, I'm at a loss right now because I really haven't had a chance to spend any time with you and we will do this after we get off this call. Um, but I'm, I'm infuriated. I mean, it doesn't take much because I've told this doggone administration at your school district that they have to figure out a way to do better by black students. And that's been a three and a half year, almost four year fight trying to make sure that you guys have some sort of humanity added to you and to hear you say that you're not sleeping because these lazy adults didn't do what they needed to do to protect you. That pisses me off. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you um, and, and your mother. 
I've been livid all day as well with Miss Lorraine. I've been in the office and I wish I could still be there with you right now. Um, because my heart hurts. Like this is unacceptable. When I heard everything transpiring, it broke my heart. So I'm here as well. And we're not going to allow anybody to change the narrative of what no. happened to these young people. <laughs> nope. And I know that the uh, editor of uh, the Elk Grove Tribune is in the chat. I saw the article that came out. Um, if we're not going to tell the whole truth and we're not going to get to the victims that this actually happened to, no story should be written. Thank you. Because what we have is a bunch of traumatized teenagers. They're not adults. We have yep. a bunch of traumatized teenagers and people trying to justify why they were rightfully traumatized. And we're not we're not going for that. We're not accepting that. We're not accepting that narrative um, and we need you to knock it off. Whoever that, whoever wrote that article. You know, the thing, okay. the, the thing that I'm noticing that is also traumatizing because I've noticed my son do it and I noticed this young man, you had to encourage him. It was okay to say, yes, we, us, black men. Because see, we aren't the ones saying we don't want to be around people or we don't like this. What, what you're saying is I want to be treated as fair as any other human being. And I want you to know, young man, you are special. And you be proud to say what you deserve and know your worth. And don't let nobody program your mind into thinking you an animal, less than, or incapable of anything. Because if you ain't had no haters, well, you know the story. So yeah, man, smile, man, and, and, and be grateful of how special you are. And don't let nobody kill your spirit, man. 100%. So we're, we've run out of time for today. And um, I'm going to allow our teenagers who are on here. Um, if you have some words for uh, young Mr. Flannery over here, if you want to share something with him, um, I want to give you that opportunity to do so now. Um, so, so we can just wrap up. So let me go ahead and start with Jada. I don't really have any words. I just when you were telling the story about how you were surrounded by, I think you said seven or eight police officers, it kind of made me tear up a little bit because I thought about the people in my life that that could happen to and how I would be so scared for them. And I'm praying for you and your family. Um, I hope you heal from this because this is crazy. Um, I can't say this is the first time I've heard this story. This has happened multiple times. And I'm honestly kind of sick of having to hear about this happening to my people and it's crazy and I wish you all the best and like Matt said keep smiling um and I really hope you feel better I really do Anaya uh, my heart just goes out to you and you know of course your mom because she was also affected by this I'm so sorry they did that to you that was uncalled for you did not deserve that don't let anybody tell you different that you deserve that because you fit the description. You did not fit the description. Even if you did, that was uncalled for. They shouldn't have done that to you. I really hope that your nightmares stop and that you just heal from this situation. Samuel? Uh, I, I'm just speechless. It's just, it shouldn't have happened and it's just, infuriating and sad that it did happen so yeah yeah melissa i just want to say i'm sorry that this happened to you um like jada said i'm thinking about all the people in my life that this could have happened to and i was trying not to cry the whole time while you were telling the story and i have a brother so i was kind of just like imagining if that would have been him how heartbroken even more heartbroken i would have been if that would have happened to him. So I am so sorry that that happened to you. And I really hope that you will be able to get past this. And yeah, I am so sorry. And and we know it's going to be a process, right? And we're going to, you know, I plan to walk with you through this process to make sure you and your mom are okay um, dealing with this. I don't expect you to get over it and I don't expect you to heal from it. And let me tell you why. Because people who can't acknowledge that they've done something wrong do not deserve your forgiveness and you don't have to look past it. You know, I, I'm, I'm ticked off to be perfectly honest with you. 
Um, I'm ticked off at the adults involved. I'm ticked off at the staff who gave names of students without knowing exactly what was going on. Mm -hmm. I'm ticked off at the, uh, the article that came out in the Elk Grove Tribune. I'm ticked off about a lot of things. And what folks don't seem to understand is that these are real human beings. These children are human beings. They do not have the reasoning of adults and to expect them to be remain calm to remain calm in situations like this is, is a disservice to them um to not give accurate information to parents who are showing up at the at the school site is absolutely egregious uh, to not return my phone call uh, are they even parents with, themselves but this doesn't happen to their children they wouldn't allow it to happen to their children and we have to have the conversation Right. So what I'm saying is we're going to walk with it with you guys through this thing. We are not going to turn a blind eye to it. Um, I will be presenting it at the school board meeting. Um, I will be asking for consequences for those folks who devote. See, they, they all of a sudden they can't give any information when it comes to parents asking questions. But you can release my child's name. Are we serious? We expect more from them and we're going to push for more. Um, so with that, you guys, we've absolutely run out of time. I apologize if you want to come back and we can have a part two or however you guys want to do it. Uh, we do invite you back to this space. This is Black versus the Board of Education. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also visit our student store to cop some of the uh, BYLP, uh, B, uh, BVBOE gear. Um, what you, oh, if you have a complaint, if you're from <laughs> Consumedness Oaks and you have a complaint about how your child was mistreated, please feel free to visit our website under the complaint process. Go ahead and press that button and submit a complaint and we'll get right on that. So with that, we're going to hit y'all with the wave. One, two, three, we're out of here. We'll see you next week um, on Monday at 4 p.m. right here.